0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and everything in between. You're listening to 90.3 WMSC Upper Montclair with Fandom Fair with your host Sam and Mitch. And today we have a guest. He's come on before the show. He hasn't come on in like a year. Yeah. It's Cameron. (laughs) Hello. Cameron. I am here. I bought Cam Cameron's my roommate. Um because I need someone to talk about Red Dead, who's actually played the game.
1: <laughs> uh, and I haven't.
0: <laughs> uh, I've watched someone play the game, but never till the end. No, Cam- me either. Cameron's finished the game. I have. Ca- Cameron knows. So, um, we're gonna be talking about psychopathy and sociopathy in Red Dead.
1: We, we should probably also say we're not psychologists. I mean, you're training to be one, but we're not at the moment.
0: <laughs> I'm not, but no. we're, we're going to be talking about it. Yeah. Um, me and Cameron had a whole conversation like a few weeks ago. We were walking, and we were talking about Red Dead. And I'm like, man, this is what I want to talk about. So here we are. And, hold on, let me pull up the dock. Okay. So, Red Dead Redemption 2 has a lot of really subtle things when it comes to character building. Which I adore. Which at first I wanna talk about one of the main characters, which is Dutch and his kind of obvious sociopathy and narcissism that he has. So I'm gonna go over the shades of a sociopath first. Uh which sociopathy and narcissism narcissism kind of go hand in hand. So I'm gonna list it off and We're gonna just kind of talk about each example as we go on. So first off is a lack of empathy, which, it's kind of hard to be empathetic when you're murdering.
1: Yeah, he's a cowboy at the tail end of the wild quest. It is a bit hard to be, and he's like, trying not to die from the law, it is a bit hard to, you know, not murder.
0: But I mean, there are some characters who do have empathy. Which uh, is... yeah,
1: like you know, our main character Arthur. name Arthur. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot uh, his
0: name. <laughs> I, I I love him. I love Arthur so much. But um... Arthur's
1: very good.
0: No, there's just a general lack of empathy he has. Um, there's pathological lying. Which I want to talk about this one scene that happens. Would you say like it's mid game?
2: It's around the Guarma section, I think.
0: So it's a. So basically. They wind up and like they end up on this island that's regarding Cuba, and like Dutch and Arthur are together, and they find this like old woman and she's speaking Spanish or Cuban, I should say, and
2: Cuban. Cuba, I, don't I
0: don't know. I don't know if Cubans. I don't know if Cuban. I don't know if he... it, it's, it's most it's likely Spanish. Spanish. It's Spanish. It's most okay. Likely Spanish, so she's yeah. speaking Spanish, and like Arthur's like, what is she saying? And because supposedly Dutch can speak Spanish. And he keeps changing what she's saying
1: because uh,
0: eventually like he just chokes her to death uh,
1: oh. because she
0: pulls a knife on him
1: i mean understandably so he is a white man
0: <laughs> i would too i mean
1: and i mean she he's he's a white man and she is a small old lady who who is i i would also i mean i would be scared if this white man was misinterpreting my words. <laughs>
0: But, like, you know, Arthur's like, what is she saying? And, like, he's like, oh, she's, like, leading us back to, like, our boat, like, a boat or whatever. And then he, she, like, pulls a knife on him and he chokes her to death. And then Arthur's like, why would you do that? Like, I thought, like, you know, yeah, she pulled out a knife, but, like, you know, well, we we would have been fine.
1: It's a little lady, Dutch.
2: I and think he says she was gonna betray you. Or yeah, like, like he's like, oh, I'm she's gonna, gonna like
0: kill it. us.
1: But be- to be- 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 betray you've known her for five seconds.
0: <laughs> yeah, but like that—that that scene is just kind of like this really good example of how he's like a constant liar, and it, it just says like it, it gives you like this weird feeling about him because like oh she's fine then he's like well, I knew what she what she was saying. But he, ke- he keeps changing his story.
1: So you have to assume he probably doesn't know Spanish.
0: He either doesn't know Spanish or, like, he just wanted um, to murder
2: well, a lady. He clearly knew enough to organize a deal for the lady to lead him to where they were keeping... I think it was Javier. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I think, you know, in all likelihood, she probably would have betrayed you. But I think the reason why... What Dutch did is bad is because he didn't really need to kill her, and the fact that he lied about what she was saying to Arthur. I don't know exactly what the translation is of it, but it most definitely wasn't whatever Dutch told you.
0: Yeah, it's just like this really interesting example because... Like... she She's like this like hunchbacked old lady. Yeah, well,
2: she's, she's a quasi
1: Dutch. Uh oh. Okay. Like, what's she gonna do to you, Dutch? Huh? What's she
0: what's gonna do? He uh. just wants like his murder rage on. Uh. Um. So there's also a disregard from right and wrong with sociopaths. Like he's an outlaw, but it progressively gets worse with him because I, I want I want to talk, go into this a little bit later, but. He progressively makes worse and worse decisions and not caring about anyone else in the gang. So it's just like, you know, he goes from wanting to protect them to lying about wanting to protect them and keep doing things for his own, like, like agenda? his own welfare. Um, Those are options, yeah. Welfare agenda, yeah, agenda. Uh, so there, I want to talk about his wit and charm because that's a big thing with sociopaths is that they're very charming and they get what they want very easily. And I think it's a very subtle example is that when you're in a when you're in the camp, you always see him with a book because he's one of the few people who can read.
2: Oh yeah.
0: So that instantly gives him a leg up on a lot of the other characters. So they could look up to him. I, doesn't he teach like some people how to read?
2: Yeah, I don't think he... I don't know how many of them know how to read, but I know that he taught John and Arthur how to read, at least.
0: Yeah, but, you know, he's one of the few people, and he he's always reading a book. And, like, if you go talk to him about it, he'll, he'll spout some some BS about oh, yeah, yeah. about whatever book he's reading.
2: I've been reading Plato! <laughs> Existence isn't real.
1: <laughs> uh he, he is a cowboy. D- do cal- Philosophy and cowboys, I don't feel like. I, you don't think that mixes, but apparently they do.
0: Da Vinci is dead. <laughs> Sh- I am da- dead. Da Vinci? Da Vinci? Vin- um, but I just. You know, it, it adds to his charm, like, and just being able to. Like, his persuasiveness. Like oh, I can read, I'm more intelligent and it kind of comes up very subtly and just his narcissism and kind of God complex he has because he's like, I'm more intelligent than you, so I am better.
2: Well, he kind of portrays himself as being like a an upper class cowboy. He's got a record player and he dresses all he dresses much better than most of the other people. Yeah
0: like you, yeah. At, like as you play as Arthur, you're like covered in like
2: yeah Arthur's covered in blood yeah, and mud. And Dutch always has a well-groomed moustache.
0: I, I believe he has, like, a... Uh, doesn't he have, like a, like, a handkerchief or, like, a pocket?
2: Yeah.
1: I feel like he totally does.
0: Yeah, like, he's just much better looking. He's, like, cleanlier looking. Uh, So, another big thing is impulsiveness. Which, his impulsiveness gets continuously worse as it goes on, like I said before. Like, he just keeps taking more higher stake jobs like every other chance he gets. Like every chance he gets.
2: Yeah, it starts off pretty minor. Like, do we really need to rob this train? And then it slowly progresses to the point where you're just killing people you don't need to. Doing things that are basically putting everybody at risk just to make Dutch feel good pretty much.
0: Like he constantly needs this adrenaline high that he gets from something that we give you in which is murdering and stealing. But he's doing it for, like, it's not serving any purpose for the overall, you know, survival of the gang after, you know, the en- end of the Age of Cowboys. You know, this isn't doing anything for them. This is just getting them in near-death or sometimes deathly situations. So...
1: It, I mean, it, it, I mean, at the beginning of the game, they, they literally they robbed, like, a, a ship, right, or a ferry, and that, now, they're in, now they're in, like, the mountains.
0: Yeah, like, I mean, that was, like, kind of, it was supposed, wasn't it supposed to be, like, their last job?
2: Yeah, yeah well, yeah. actually, I, I think Hosea and Arthur had a job, which would have actually been the last one that would have been much safer, but Dutch chose the one that Micah picked, which was more oh, dangerous Micah. but would have had a greater yield and the result was everything went terribly wrong, and they end up fleeing to the mountains to not get hanged.
0: And, like, that, just on a side note, that's a really great opening to a game because you don't know what's going on, and you have to pay attention to the dialogue. And eventually it gets, like, more explained as you go on, but that's just a really good opening to a video game. Uh, so another thing is aggression, which is just kind of a general thing between both uh, sociopaths and psychopaths. But, uh, I keep forgetting his name. Who's the guy who owned the city? Who was, like, who kind of, like, owned um, that city?
2: Uh, the Italian dude. It yeah. Was, um, what is it? It Wait. will come to me.
0: M- let me see if I can Google it really quickly. Because I don't want to keep <laughs> referring to him as Italian dude.
1: Yeah, yeah, that, that feels a bit odd.
2: Bronte, I think. I think it's Bronte.
0: Bronte.
1: Bronte. Oh, Bronte sounds right. Bronte sounds right. Hold
0: on, let me just. Yeah, it's Bronte.
1: Did you just Google Red Dead Redemption 2 Italian Yes, I did! I I went Italian guy (laughs) in
0: Red Dead Redemption 2. Perfect. Um, So, basically, he gets really aggressive anytime anyone questions him, or questions his authority, his intelligence, or, you know, his position. And his interaction with Bronte is really great, because he winds up throwing this dude in, like, a river to oh, get eaten by alligators. Like, he throws yeah. him, like, in the bayou.
2: He, like, drowns him in a swamp.
0: Oh, yeah, like, he, throw, like, he puts his head overboard and he, like, drowns him.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And then, like, he turns to the rest of the gang he's like, Anyone else want to question me?
1: Because you'll end up like him.
0: Uh, uh. But when me and Cameron were talking about this a few weeks ago, it's like, this is what, what Bronte had is what Dutch wants. But he's never going to get that. He wants the power and wealth and status that Bronte had, which is, like, you know, being this major influencer in this, you know, it's a fairly small city. Yeah, but it's still a city. It's still a city in, like, you know, the 1890s or something.
2: Yeah, Bronte is a criminal that kind of broke out of the mold of being a dude who lives in the woods and occasionally comes out to rob you, and he's kind of... Mm. Bronte's the type of criminal that's gotten to a point where he actually has real political influence and ties to the legitimate, quote-unquote, upper-class people.
0: And, like, Dutch is never going to have that. So that angers him, especially now Bronte, who is in the position to question Dutch's authority. Dutch gets pissed off, so he murders him. And then he threatens the rest of the gang. If anyone decides to threaten threaten his power, that's what's going to happen to you. And, I mean, Bronte had the position, too, except he just got mad because he didn't want to be talked down to. Yeah,
2: I think Dutch really especially hated Bronte because he looked down on him more than anything. Yeah. Because he kind of, what did he say? I don't know. When they first walked into Bronte's house, he went on that weird monologue of, like, you haven't even showered (laughs) before you came to see me today. And Bronte sets up Dutch, and I think there's a point in a party where you hear him talking to some of his friends about how all oh, these these dumb hicks out from the woods probably haven't showered in a year.
0: Which is probably, especially with Arthur, who's like...
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Who's like... Depending on how you, like, go about him, like, if you don't clean him up, yeah.
2: Arthur's got a black eye covered in dirt.
0: Got some, like, bear poop. He's a stinky boy. <laughs> and he's walking into this this rich man's house.
2: He's got, like, a coonskin cap.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, you had the coonskin hat. <laughs>
1: the raccoons... I forgot about... I forgot you could get, like, animal skins and make them into hats.
0: <laughs> but, like, even with, like, Dutch, no matter how well he dresses, no matter what he has, he's never gonna be outside a hick in the woods. He's always gonna be some dude who showers maybe two to, like, twice every, I mean once every two weeks. No, he's not gonna have that influence that he desperately wants. So I want to go on to Micah now because Micah's is a mm, Micah. whole batch of something.
1: I I remember Micah's first mission where you go sa- save him from jail. Uh, we're gonna that.
0: we're gonna talk about that. <laughs> Cause that is a whole.
1: I do see. I do see the pull point on here. Yes, I do. Yeah. We'll <laughs> get there.
0: <laughs> so he has. So psychopaths have superficial charm, which he does. I. I wouldn't say he's charming to at least Arthur, because Arthur sees no, through. Yeah. Sees through what Micah really is. But I mean, he at least has Dutch, under his little, well, at least around his pinky finger. Um, need for stimulation and impulsivity. I don't know if I said that right.
1: No, you got it. Yeah, yeah. impulsivity.
0: Yeah. Uh, murder and crime. That's what being a cowboy is. Yeah, that's,
1: that's the cowboy way. Or sh- rather,
0: I should say outlaw because cowboys are just ranchers. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. I just like using the word cowboy.
1: Because, Ca- you know, the cowboy.
0: I want to be a cowboy, baby. Boy, but
1: I was going to do that. And then i like... Mm, I beat you to the I? punch you did i was gonna
0: (gasps) so like someone who has this life of crime is you know that that's stimulation and i i get it to to a, a certain extent where like okay you've been doing this for a while and now you need it because that's the only thing that makes you feel alive which is a big part on um dutch's character where that's what he wants because he needs to be that stimulated but the difference mm-hmm. between a sociopath and a psychopath is that a psychopath is born. And I think Mike is just... I don't think he was really made like that. I think he just has a a thing for murder.
1: He's, he's just an aficionado of murder.
0: <laughs> Aren't we all?
1: <laughs> no. No, we're not all <laughs> murder aficionados.
0: Um, pathological lying, once again. Basically, the whole main story... Yeah. Micah's consistently lying about, you know, being on the side of things, but he's just like, Dutch, let's let's go murder a town, or let, let's go do this high-risk job, low reward. Let's rob a
1: train.
0: Let's, let's rob a train. Um, And then, lack of remorse, guilt, or empathy, and I want to talk about this, because this is a scene that really... Stuck out was that he murdered a whole town for like guns. Oh, right.
1: His, his, like, cause where someone was holding on to his guns for him or something.
0: Like, and, he got he got arrested, like, he was in prison or something.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he was in prison and Arthur broke him out.
0: To be fair, they're nice guns.
1: <laughs> that doesn't matter. It, let's see here. Let's weigh, let's weigh, uh, the, uh, the, uh, I don't know what we're looking for here, but the let's cons, play the things. The here. pros and cons. The cons. The pros and cons. Guns, a town of human lives.
0: I don't know these valuable, people, so
1: <laughs> which is more valuable, Samantha? If, I don't.
2: They repopulated pretty quickly. <laughs> <you
1: know. laughs>
2: I think Micah plays his life how people play the video game.
1: Yeah, like how people play GTA Five.
2: <laughs> yeah, he's like he's a Trevor character. Except he's not charming. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Except I don't care for him.
0: Yeah, I just like. And Arthur's like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "I'm gonna get my guns."
1: You could just, or does, does he just even tell him, and it's like door.
0: afterwards.
2: Yeah, he. I he's think like, just I, like yeah, it's really it's important.
0: Yeah, I think he's like. He's like, "Oh, I need a it's yeah. something important." And then he comes out like after Arthur's helped to murder everyone, and he's like, Arthur's like. For for guns, he's like yeah, it's really good guns. Like I, it doesn't seem like a lot of the more stable people in the gang would would do that. No, especially Arthur, because Arthur doesn't even. He's just like, because Mike is telling him to do it. He's like I guess. It's like uh, well, it's kind of the,
2: the thing that with all criminals, right? Some people are doing it to get paid, and some do it to quench their their bloodlust, pretty much.
0: Mike is just a bloodluster. Yeah. And Dutch is like a paid. Dutch mm. is
2: pretending he wants to get paid.
0: He just. He also has this.
2: But he just wants to be the king of murder, the king of oh. the murder people from the woods, pretty much. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I we That's were a way to when put we were talking it. about it, we was like he he loves being king of the outcasts. Yeah. But he also wants to be king of everything um but back back to Michael. parasitic lifestyle he feeds off what the gang provides and gives a little back if anything mm-hmm. except you know half-baked ideas that constantly go wrong and lead to the death of multiple characters
1: love that love that from him
0: uh failure to accept responsibility for own actions I don't think he's ever been like, Yep, that was my my bad. He's like I doubt it. Well, it was a botched job, it was someone else's fault, or especially he likes to pin the blame on Arthur because Arthur is someone who directly stands in his opposition. So I mean Mike Micah's, Micah's an interesting character, but I definitely wanna go more into Dutch because As much as you're playing as Arthur, Dutch plays a bigger part for story-wise. So, Arthur and Micah essentially become Dutch's moral compass. You have, like, the id, the ego, and the superego. Forgot which one is which. I was going to mention. I was going to write it down. It's
2: like the the angel and and the devil on your shoulder, pretty much. Yeah. Just a little,
0: yeah. So, I mean, depending how you play, I'm just going to talk about, you know, a best... Whatever you could call a like, best ending in this game,
1: yeah. I guess more of a redemption ends. if you're playing
0: more of a redemption arc. I, uh, red you know, Dead Redemption to, arc. Yeah, but I was
1: saying, if you're trying to get the redemption part of the title, or or you trying to get the red part of the title. <laughs> yeah, like if, you know, like you redeem yourself, or you get your hands red with blood.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I'm just gonna talk more about the redeeming if you know if you play more of a redemption part uh, arc for Arthur. Which is, he wants what's best for everyone else, and which is getting enough money and getting out before the feds get them. You know, he- on the other side, Micah is like, well, I want- I'm here for murder and crime. I don't care about anyone else here, because he's a fairly new person in the gang, so he does not have the ties nor wishes to make the ties to the other people. Um. So Dutch Dutch says that he that's what he wants. He wants to he wants to protect everyone. He wants to go to Tahiti to be a mango farmer.
1: But, that's so specific.
0: <laughs> I
1: Tahiti. I th- Tahiti. I am sorry. I'm thinking of a reference to something else. Go on. <laughs>
0: to, to farm mangoes. So, but Dutch is a narcissist. He has a huge ego. His ego is not going to be satiated by farming mangoes, even though even if he's like head farmer. But Micah gives him the option to con- still continue to be king of the outlaws, king of the the hick- hicks, <laughs> P- by king of the bum- bumpkins, <laughs> king of the the country <laughs> bumpkins, by <laughs> by doing big stu like stupidly dangerous jobs. Dutch knows he's never going to have the power he wants on a mango farm, but he has the power here. He has the power to lead and direct, you know, on on a larger scale. Because how much can you really control on a farm?
1: (laughs) Uh, the people who work for you. But you're you're not like,
0: shoot this mango and I'll be proud of you.
1: You know, she's a mango.
0: <laughs> but no, he's not going to be satiated like that. So his ego, which is tied to his words and actions, can't be questioned. Because he's a, he's a narcissist. If you you call him out on his what he's doing and what is wrong, that's you're you're touching his very fragile ego. And me and you we were talking about this that, like, just the way he relies on people relying him. Yeah. And not to question his actions. Going back to him being educated, you know, people don't question him much because they consider him to be smarter. Because he could he could read a book. On oh, he could read a book. Well, he's ooh, constantly ooh. asking
2: for blind faith, pretty much. Yeah. When people start to question him, he says, "Just, just have some faith."
0: Like as much as it's oh, a yeah. joke in Red Dead to be like Arthur, I have a plan. Arthur's like, "What are we doing?" It's like, where's the plan? And then Dutch is just like, don't worry about it. I'm going to yeah. take care of it. The
2: plan is reflected by your ever degrading place of inhabitants where you start off in a pretty little mountain ridge and you end up in a swamp. <laughs> and Dutch is sitting in a chair smoking a pipe.
0: And you're like, Dutch, what are we going to do? He's like, don't worry about it.
2: I just need some more time.
0: <laughs> and I need more money. Which, as much as he says that, and it's like kind of a joke, but like... He doesn't have a plan, and he just wants more money. So do these bigger, stupider jobs that could possibly have a big payout but low probability of success. His ego is inflated because he gets this adrenaline rush. Which, like I said before, is constantly perpetuated by Micah by Micah giving him stupid half-baked ideas to do what he wants.
2: It's like he and Micah are convinced that if they just kill everyone who's coming after them, that they'll somehow come out of it clean. At the very least, they're fighting a battle they can't win, right? Because the original plan was they're going to hide out in the mountains for a while until things cool down. Then they go back and get the money in Blackwater, but the plan keeps on getting diverted by Dutch and Micah because they keep on doing things that do nothing but draw attention to the camp, right? So instead of getting a lower profile so they can eventually leave, all they're doing is speeding up the The inevitability of getting caught.
0: Yeah, because you can't fight against the entire U.S. government that's coming after you. Yeah.
2: Because it's not like... Think about how many enemies you make throughout the course of the game, where you have... He's basically, what is it, something... Like some weird railroad oil mogul dude... Cornu- Cornwall Yeah isn't that yeah. the dude
0: you just oh, shoot
2: Yeah the yeah, so dude That's like the most impulsive thing Dutch does I think is go and shoot that guy For basically no reason Apart from just being bitter
0: Yeah he's like oh he, he wronged me like A while ago I'm gonna get my revenge Well
2: is, Dutch even sells that off As being part of a plan right He goes and says don't worry I'm gonna get him to give us a boat And a bunch of money <laughs>
1: And then he shoots
2: him. Yeah, surprisingly, he doesn't, and he just shoots him, which you can tell is really what he came to do.
0: But like, we we were talking about this. this Is just like this fuels his need for just a constant adrenaline rush. Yeah, something that he's not going to get on a mango farm. Killing people because he can—that's what he wants in the end. But. Going back to, like, he cannot be questioned is why you as Arthur is, con- like, you're constantly falling out of Dutch's favor. You were, like, Dutch's star child. But then when what you want is what's best for everyone else and not what Dutch wants, well, you no longer serve a purpose to him. That's what narcissists and sociopaths do. As long as, as, long as you do what they want without question, you're fine. As soon as you start questioning them, well, what purpose do you serve? Because now you're in opposition. You're not easy. You're not easy meat for them.
2: Well, What really led to the gang's downfall in the first place is the fact that you almost reached that unattainable goal, right? The goal was you buy a bunch of land out west so you can live outside of the law forever, peacefully. But when you actually almost reach that goal before the start of the game it's almost like dutch self-sabotages and goes with that risky fairy plan which of course ends in a massacre and you on the run which then in turn leads to the downfall of the gang where you end up in a cannibal cave surrounded by pinkertons and everything is on fire
0: like because that that's at the end of the day Like, Dutch doesn't want a peaceful life. He wants to keep continuing to be king of the outlaws, king of the misfits. And as long as people are willing to follow what he wants, that's fine to him. He doesn't care how many lives take, how dangerous it is, and the ultimate outcome of it. Like you said, they're, they're speeding up the process, but he doesn't see that because he thinks he can outrun it. At, by by the end of the game, at least you know before you kind of get to the epilogue part, he's like delusional. Yeah, and what he thinks is gonna, like, it's it's happening, and so and it's he is constantly ignoring the things that Micah's doing, the very troubling and questioning things such as murdering a whole town for a pair of guns. Because Micah is per is inflating his ego. Micah's giving him stupid plans so he could keep living this delusional life of the wild west forever. It's it's ending and he as much as he says he ad, you know he knows it's coming, he refuses to acknowledge it and keeps pulling off stupid crimes and revenge plots that for someone who scorned him 20 years ago you know, stuff he could have let go of, but... Oh, well, This I remember this person wronged me, and I want to murder. Well, why not them? But... but oh, I, I, yeah, I just said this, where he's just like... No, he lives this grandiose dream. It's never gonna... No, it, it's never gonna be fulfilled. Like you said before, yeah. that it's just... You know, he's constantly thinking he's outrunning it, but he's doing quite the opposite, in which he's drawing more and more attention. And it goes back to his patholo- pathological lying, where it's, oh, it's for, no, it's for the gang. It's for, you know, this is, this is how we're going to make more money, this is how we're going to buy this piece of land, or, you know, go, go to Tahiti to go be mango farmers. Well,
2: think about where Dutch ends up even after the events of Red Dead 2 into the first game, he's doing the same exact thing. Yeah. Where he's got a new gang and he's doing nothing but a bunch of erratic, trouble-causing actions, basically, to to no end at all, apart from just living in the moment.
0: I, I think we were talking about this, that, like, he's still delusional. Yeah. That, you know, he's still living, like, and it's pretty established by one that you know wild west is kind of over it's pretty much settled but dutch is still living this delusion this delusional dream that he's still king
2: he's an old man who puts on his high school football jersey
0: <laughs> and looks in yeah, the mirror yeah, yeah. Yeah. and flexes yeah, yeah. in the mirror <laughs> he's someone who like, peaked in high school <laughs>
1: yeah it is like trying to brag at the high school reunion
0: Like, oh, remember that party 20 years ago? That was kind of cool, right?
2: Yeah.
1: No, I don't, because I don't remember anything from high school, and I pushed it all to the back of my mind.
0: (laughs) No, I don't, because that party sucked.
1: That party was good for you,
0: and you alone. But he, you know, he's never going to obtain anything that he wants. He's not going to obtain power. He's not going to obtain even just what he still has, and he's still... I we we were talking about this like, does. Like, how crazy is Dutch in one, or is he just putting it on?
2: I think he's pretty crazy in one. He he probably goes off the deep end when. He has no real support system anymore. Yeah. Because you know everyone. He grew up with his everyone he raised pretty much is dead. Mike is dead. Even his enabler is dead at that point. Yeah. So he's just a crazy old dude with a bunch of Native Americans that he's tricked into he's tricked into working for him pretty much.
0: You know, like how much is he like how much does he still believe is, you know, happening or how much is he just trying to desperately convince himself is still real?
2: I think in his final monologue he kind of acknowledges that he was wrong. And he kinda I think he probably knew that deep down, but I think at a certain point he realized that no matter what he would do after, after he leaves Arthur to die, he's just going to end up, you know, being hunted by the Pinkertons for the rest of his life.
0: Yeah. It's just, like I don't don't even want to say Dutch is a sad character because he's just delusional. Like everything he did led to his ultimate downfall because he didn't want to let go of the life he knew which is sad in a sense but it's also dumb because he nothing he did was well at least in in the game especially towards the end like nothing he did was for others it was a per, like purposely selfish reasons just so he could keep chasing the high that he's lived his entire life
2: well, he was working toward a fake goal the whole time right mm-hmm the The goal on paper was we're going to get enough money to live outside of the government's jurisdiction, but the real goal was I'm going to be an outlaw, yeah, and he was already living that
0: and it was like, I'm going to keep living that, but i'm gonna it's gonna be under the guise of whether I believe it or not to to this end goal, and Micah just comes in and is willing to perpetuate it, yeah. Well, Arthur, enough you go the semi-good route, is is trying to get to this goal, but it's even Arthur, you you're doomed from the start because bigger powers are working against you. Yeah. You know, someone who has the trust and respect of everyone. You know, it has more of a status than you do, or a higher standing in this little society you have, and. Micah's got Dutch wrapped around his murder finger
2: well you're living in the cult of Dutch pretty much for most of the game and there's a few people like Charles or John that are thinking like Arthur like this doesn't make any sense we're working toward nothing but even they don't want to go against Dutch directly right because they still want to believe that He's working toward that goal that all of you are convinced of.
0: Yeah. But, you know, Mike... It's really... At the end is, like, Micah versus Arthur. And in the end, like, Micah kind of wins because Dutch trusts him. And you've fallen out of Dutch's graces. I
2: think it's more of... It's kind of a stalemate because Dutch... When you have that final decision, assuming you're playing the good honor route, where Dutch is given the choice between Micah and Arthur, Dutch just walks away, right? Yeah. And sure, he meets up with Micah later on in the future, but people speculate that he might have been there to kill Micah, which he does end up doing.
0: Yeah, that's what I had speculated as, that he was just there to, you know, kind of take his revenge again for someone he felt that scorned him. Yeah. Because e- even though Arthur doesn't, like, kind of die because of Micah or Dutch, it's because some dude with tuberculosis spit in his mouth. Yeah.
2: In a way, yes, he does yeah. die because of Dutch, because Dutch supported, I think, what was his name, Strauss, who...
1: Strauss, yes yeah, He supported
2: that loan shark, which sent arthur out to go beat up a dying old dude yeah in front of his family
1: it's just, just oh
0: just very very nice it, and it's just like it's sad because like just just with Arthur, because like you can't do anything you you can't it's like can't you can't choose not to do this yeah it's like it's an inevitable thing and you know you can't there's no medicine for tuberculosis. You just gotta watch this character that you've grown attached to slowly, like, wither.
2: Well, even if he didn't have the tuberculosis, he probably wouldn't have survived past the fall of the gang. Yeah. Because, you yeah. know, I don't think and he, he could live outside of that.
1: He also doesn't show up in the first game, so... Yeah. Definitely, definitely kaput. Yeah, just
0: like, you know, you 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 become connected to Arthur, and then it it it's just horrible because you see him get progressively worse. Just the way they um they designed him, because his skin gets like yellow, his eyes sunk like become sunken in, and you no, know, you can't you can't do anything.
2: When you eat, you cough up blood.
0: Yeah. And just that the last scene is really heartbreaking. Where you're you're crawling and you're like
2: <coughs> yeah
0: <laughs> I think what was it, is it Micah or Dutch who, like steps on your hands?
2: Uh, I'm not sure. I don't think Dutch would do that I, it's probably Micah.
0: yeah, I think Micah just like, crush, like Micah. He like crushes your hands under his boots so you can't grab your gun.
1: Yeah, and then, like, what? it's whatever animal you see at the end, that tells you what, like, ending you got. Yeah, that's a. I think it's a deer. It's a deer for the redemption Yeah, one? it's like
0: a deer, a f- like, an eagle, and, like, a wolf, I think.
1: Yeah, that sounds right.
0: I, I thought, and that's just, like, a really cool kind of literary thing. Instead of
1: outright, instead of outright telling you, oh, you got the good end.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's just, like, a really poetic thing that they do. Um... Red Dead
1: Redemption Two, good game.
0: It is a good game. I I would really like to play it, but I hate the way Rockstar Games control,
1: it's like the horse. And that if you press one button, it's one button is pulling out your gun and also talking.
0: Yeah, you go to greet someone, but instead you it's like huh. you, th- you toss out your gun.
1: Yeah, that's why I would watch someone play it. And I know I started watching, I think I watched Markiplier play, I think I got up to Bronte, like the beginning of Bronte's whole thing, and then I stopped watching him play it, so I think I'm going to go back to that. Because what else do I have to watch during this long Backstreet Boys reunion tour?
0: Uh, you might have to at least watch someone play Detroit, because I think that's what we're going to talk about next week, because me and Cameron just finished uh, our playthrough.
1: Yeah. yeah. Oh, we're finally going to do our Detroit episode. Oh, it's and th- there we, is something I want to talk about so next though.
0: episode with Detroit that really bothered me that I found out. Oh, boy. But do you have any final thoughts, Cameron, about Red Dead?
2: Um, good game. Very long. <laughs> yeah. Few people finish it, which is a shame because that final mission is very cool.
0: Yeah, mm. and it's a, it is a long game. That's why, like, I would want to play it myself. But I just... I, Rockstar Games, don't, me me and Rockstar Game Controls don't mix well. Well,
1: I'd say this is the best Red Red Dead Redemption 2 episode of this podcast we've ever done.
0: Because we've never done one before. Uh, No, never. This is our first one. (laughs) (laughs) I totally didn't do do one that was two hours long and unedited.
1: (laughs) Nope. You didn't have an editor back then. That's me. That's you. All right. I wasn't even... I wasn't part of it. Yeah. Yeah. So...
0: So thank you for listening... The, uh, yes. ...to Fan Affair with Sam.
1: And Midge. And special guest Cameron. Yeah.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah. So... Socials, Midge.
1: Yes. So... Um, for our Twitter, we are F-A-N-D-O-M-F-A-R-E... Fandom fair, and then on Instagram, you you split it down the middle. After the M, you put you put an underscore, and that's our Instagram handle. And yes, I know. Last week I was like, oh yeah, what was it like two weeks ago? I'd said, oh yeah, I'd put I'd uh, actually um, say when, when I was, and then I forgot, and then I forgot. But this, I swear to God, I put a reminder in my phone, so it's gonna happen this week. I swear to God. Okay, good.
0: I actually have to upload. Like, yeah, I, I, I have to, know to upload it, the like Ruby clean. episode on our regular one, it's but I was having issues downloading it. That's besides uh, the point. Uh, thank you for listening. Um, brush your teeth, uh, clean your sheets, and take a shower. You're a little smelly. Uh, Self care. Self care, drink some water. Uh, we love you, and. Wait. What? Shout what? out to
2: Christina Applewhite. Alright, that's what it. What's that? I don't know.
0: <laughs> what is that? So just end it. Uh, okay. Goodbye. Goodbye.